Union of opposites. There is one more point to be made. The spirit of the age is in constant movement. It is like a river that flows on invisibly but surely and given the momentum of life in our century, even ten years is a long time. About the middle of this century a change began to come over painting. It was nothing revolutionary, nothing like the change that happened about 1910, which meant the reconstruction of art to its very foundations. But there were groups of artists who formulated their aims in ways not heard before. This transformation is going on within the frontiers of abstract painting. The representation of concrete reality, which springs from the primal human need of catching the passing moment on the wing, has become a truly concrete sensuous art in the photography of such men as Francis-Henri Cartier-Bresson, Switzerland's Werner Bischoff, and others. We can therefore understand why artists continued on their own way of inwardness and imagination. For a good many of the young artists, however, abstract art, as it had been practiced for many years, offered no adventure, no field of conquest. Seeking the new, they found it in what lay nearest, yet had been lost in nature and man. They were and are not concerned with the reproduction of nature in pictures, but with the expression of their own emotional experience of nature. The French painter Alfred Manessier defined the aims of his art in these words. What we have to reconquer is the weight of lost reality. We must make for ourselves a new heart, a new spirit, a new soul in the measure of man. The painter's truly reality lies neither in abstraction nor in realism, but in the reconquest of his weight as a human being. At present non-figurative art seems to be at present non-figurative art seems to me to offer the one opportunity for the painter to approach the inward reality of himself and to grasp the consciousness of his essential self, or even of his being. It is only by reconquest of his position, I believe, that the painter will be able, in the time to come, to return slowly to himself, to rediscover his own weight, and so to strengthen it, that it can even reach the outward reality of the world. In this century, the depiction of actu actuality, once the province of the painter and the sculpture, has been taken over by the photographer whose camera can not only record, but like any landscape painting of past centuries, can express the photographer's own emotional experience of the subject. Above, a Japanese scene photographed by Werner Bischoff, 1916-54. Jean Bazin speaks in similar terms. It is a great temptation for the painter of today to paint the pure rhythm of his feeling, the most secret pulse of his heart, instead of embodying it in a concrete form. That, however, leads only to a desiccated mathematics or a kind of abstract expressionism, which ends in monotony and the progressive impoverishment of form. But a form that can reconcile men 
with his word is an art of communion by which man at any moment can recognize his own unformed countenance in the world. What in fact artists now have at heart is a conscious reunion of their own inward reality with the reality of the world of, or of nature, or in the last resort a new union of body and soul, matter and spirit. That is their way to the reconquest of their weight as human beings. Only now is the great rift that set in with modern art between great abstraction and great realism, being made conscious and on the way to being healed. For the onlooker, this first becomes evident in the changed atmosphere in the works of these artists. There radiates from the pictures of such artists as Alfred Manessier or the Belgian-born painter Gustave Singier, in spite of all abstractions, a belief in the world, and in spite of all intensity of feeling, a harmony of forms and colors that often attains serenity. In the French painter Jean Lucart's famous ta tapestries of the 1950s, the exuberance of nature pervades the picture. His art could be called sensuous as well as imaginative. We find a serene harmony of forms and colors also in the work of Paul Klee. This harmony was what he had always been striving for. Above all, he had realized the necessity of not denying evil. Even evil must not be a triumphant or degrading enemy, but a power collaborating in the whole. But Klee's starting point was not the same. He lived near the dead and the unborn, at an almost cosmic distance from this world, while the younger generation of painters can be said to be more firmly rooted in earth. An important point to notice is that modern painting, just when it has advanced far enough to discern the union of the opposites, has taken up religious themes. The metaphysical void seems to have been overcome, and the utterly unexpected has happened. The church has become patron of modern art. We need only mention here all saints at Basel with windows by Alfred Manessier, Assis Church with pictures by a large number of modern artists, the Matisse Chapel at Venice, and the church at Odincourt, which, was, which has works by Jean Bazin and the French artist Fernard Leger. The admission of modern art to the church means more than an act of broad-mindedness on the past of its patrons. It is symbolic of the fact that the part played by modern art in relation to Christianity is changing. The compensatory function, function of the old hermetic movements has made way for the possibility of collaboration in discussing the animal symbols of Christ, it was pointed out that the light and the ctonic spirits belongs to each other. It seems as if the moment had come today when a new stage in the solution of this millennial problem might be reached. What the future will yield we cannot know, 
whether the bridging of the opposites will give positive results or whether the way will lead through yet more unimaginable catastrophes. There is too much anxiety and too much dread at work in the world, and this is still the predominant factor in art and society. Above all, there is still too much unwillingness on the part of the individual to apply to himself and his life the conclusions that, he, that can be drawn from art, although he might be ready to accept them in art. The artist can often express many things, unconsciously and without awakening hostility, which are resented when they are expressed by a psychologist, a fact that could be demonstrated even more conclusively in literature than individual art. Mid-20th century art seems to be moving away from a Marini-like despair. Above, Pour la naissance du surhomme by Francis-Pierre-Yves Tremois, born 1921, indicates a tendency toward life and wholeness. Confronted by the statements of the psychologist, the individual feels directly challenged by what the artist has to say, particularly in our century, usually remains in an impersonal sphere. And yet it seems important that the suggestion of a more whole and therefore more human form of expression should have become visible in our time. It is a glimmer of hope symbolized for me at the time of writing 1961 by a number of paintings by the French artist Pierre Soulages. Behind a cataract of huge black rafters, there glimmers a clear, pure blue or a radiant yellow. Light is dawning behind the darkness. Thank you for listening.